Welcome to Thursday. I'm wearing an Eagles jersey that says a SodaCon 2022 on the back, or a SodaCon 22 on the back. So you know today's going to be a good day. One of our very good friends, Stephen Apicello, sent Kyle and I two real-world game-time Eagles jerseys. Even though Kyle's not an Eagles fan, it says a SodaCon 22 on it. Look, the, I'm not uh, I'm not against the Eagles. Like if it was if we were doing this thing in Pittsburgh and it was a Steelers jersey, yeah, we would have be a serious problem. Problems, Just like if we're okay? doing it in Dallas, but and the it was Phillies, a Cowboys. meh, not a big we're deal, good. right? We're but good. The fact that it's like Philadelphia first to Sodu kind of like it's just oh, it's, it's there's like a grit. grit. There's a grit to it. There's yeah. a grit to it. So, so, I mean, like, okay, so later today we're going to be recording a lot of podcasts with Michael Cirillo on the ground. Um, there's just going to be so much good about today. We just want to share a few news stories to get the good flowing for everybody, but also just to, to share the enthusiasm. By the way, a lot of people are starting to pick up tickets for the Asotocon Monday night party, and uh, it's going to be insane. Like, I think one dealership, like, they got, like, 50 tickets. <laughs> Yeah, they're like that, we're that bringing everybody. Going to be nuts, y'all. Yeah, I yes, it, it they like literally Philly is showing up to that night, and it's gonna be incredible. I cannot wait. So there's still dealer wait. tickets left for the event in general. Um, everything is starting to ramp up really, really quickly. Um, so if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, great time to get them. Great time to book your flights. Great time to book the hotels. Do we have hotels in the main rooms in the main hotel block left? Yesterday afternoon, there were 19 left, left. out of 196. So if, you, if you're like, nah, I'll get my tickets, not a problem. There's only 19 hotel tickets left at the main spot. In the main so spot. But there's another spot that's like there's just a, lot of a few minutes spots. away. But I mean, like, look, if there's spots in the main spot left, get them. Go to asodacon.com, get your tickets, and we want to jam with you there. And so much more of the industry who's going to show up from the lot porters to the techs to everybody else. Um, we're going to do that. Also, Auto Collabs episode streaming at noon every single day on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook. We've been having an amazing time recording these Auto Collabs podcasts and just some of the most insightful conversations with uh You are not kidding. The people that I've thought I knew that all of a sudden they <laughs> drop this. I'm like, what? Right? <laughs> right? You get into the interview and you're like, and I thought I knew you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that's that's the bit. I like those interviews the most. So maybe it makes sense that yeah. we're trying to conduct those interviews where, you know, a lot of people ask the, the you know, the same people the same five questions every time, right? So you kind of right. know what their script is going to be. So our goal with Autoclabs is to get people off script because that's where the there good go. stuff is. Uh, speaking of off script. Segway. Time. Okay, so Target's profits are down 90%, 9-0 over year over year. They're citing major discounting, meaning they had a bunch of stock in warehouse. They're like, we got to get rid of this stuff. So they discounted big time, also citing inflation burdens. Like we've been talking about this a long time. But here's the thing. The previous seven quarters to the last two, Target had shown healthy profits. So talk about being off script. Um, you know, so the Target CEO, Brian Cornell, told investors um, the retail environment remains, quote, challenging. But he also said he's they're seeing an encouraging start to school shopping season. So um, that's good. It, it is good. I mean, we had to lean in on some school shopping. I bet you so. did. <laughs> What's the big school shopping items this year? 
Same thing as every mean, right? It's the same thing. Backpacks, I'm like, this shoes, is the pencils, list that I had when I was a kid. Elmer's <laughs> glue. Yeah, they right? haven't really changed it much, at least in elementary school. Um, was there like so, an item that you saw on the list that you were like, huh? Well, I will say they, you know, I remember like once I got in middle school, the um, the mechanical pencils were really a thing, oh, right? Yeah. They, It was like number two pencils. That's what your kids need. Like that was the only option. They said we need five boxes of number two pencils, which I just thought was really interesting. Like they're like, no, we don't do mechanical pencils. Isn't number anymore. is well, isn't number two pencil? Isn't that like the type of lead or graphite in them, or is it the actual? It's like, the yellow it's pencil. The oh. It's the thickness of the of the whatever's in it. Now, have graphite. you ever seen something that wasn't a number two pencil? No. <laughs> Like I've and never I, seen a number one pencil or a number. The mechanical three pencils pencil. have like a number one or a number three or well, a number that, right, five, and all your tip, pens have that, width, right? It's the right. it's the it's like the font weight of your writing. But yeah, number, uh, how do we get someone about find us stuff? a number one pencil? Is That's there such be... thing as what pencil? <laughs> all right, so back, get back to, to the story. Let's the CEO <laughs> Brian Cornell. <laughs> He did assure investors saying that he believes the financial impact of the inventory actions, which is mean all the discounting and clearing out, uh, he thinks they were behind us. Now, if you remember yesterday, or if you haven't heard, you can go back and check it out. We covered Walmart and showing right. how their buying demographics changing substantially, like a lot more people that make over $100,000 a year shopping there. Um, and then just a, a significant drop in discretionary items. Here is why this is hitting Target harder than Walmart is because- People rely on Target for more discretionary items, and they see Walmart as the value big box for non-discretionary items. So, mm. here's the thing. When you think about this, it's like seven quarters of profits. Were they just good, or was the inventory right and the demand right? Ah, oh, it sounds Which like is- another industry I know <laughs> Another industry that we may want to just be aware of how much inventory is like inventory and demand, how much that plays into our profitability. Oh, That's a tie in right there. Because and I mean, then you think about like what what Walmart is accessing and and the way that they're approaching like delivery and pickup and the way that they're approaching the goods that they're that they're providing for people and recognizing affordability and consumer demand is waning and changing. These are things that we can look to other retail industries and understand about the automotive industry and how the next you know because we don't we we don't have that inventory or demand level issue yet. But as it changes, what have you done to make sure the ship is right so that oh. you're in the Walmart situation and not the Toyota? Wait, are you Wait, saying? You see, it, you see what I'm saying? Are you saying that if dealers had more cars on the lot stocking up, that rebates and discounting and incentives would come back? No, we're never going back again, Paul. Can you believe? Can you? Are you We've see- learned too much. <laughs> We've learned too much to go back. <laughs> Says everyone all the time. Well, I think, I don't know if today's episode is Matt Lasher or if it's tomorrow, but we talk with Matt Lasher, marketing director of the West Her Group, about this very issue. So I, I don't know if it's today or not. But either way, when it comes out, he's got a few poignant thoughts, as always, on this. But hey, let's take some cues from retail. Let's learn some lessons and do the best we can to not repeat the same mistakes. Speaking of repeating mistakes. Stop. Segway. Time. This makes me so sad. 
<laughs> so Kyle and I had a really long conversation about automotive entertainment systems and interfaces today. Um, well, there's a non-auto industry writer who has a take on the new F-150 Lightning that we thought was a really great candid commentary. It's a real mixed bag. Uh, Nilay Patel, the co-founder of the tech publication The Verge, we cite their articles often on the show, he recently reviewed the new E150, um, and we thought it was a very entertaining read and gives you, I think, a good feel for what an EV owner might experience getting into their yes. first EV, right? I mean, he even took the truck to the dump. He right. took a test. Yeah, he did EV. all the things, yeah. right? He he made like it wasn't like the typical like, "Oh, I went around the four the, you know, four right turns and back to the dealership type thing." Like he put it through its he paces to really understand both the usability, the functionality of the vehicle as well as the technology and his insights are really strong. He he gave some highlights, the things like the comfort, the speed, the handling, even the self-driving, the storage in the front of the vehicle, all were things where he was like, this is this is really good. These are things that we can look up to. You know, wait, but, hold you all, hold before you yeah, get into the other yeah. ones. He said something that isn't in the show notes, but um, so he's also got a Ford Raptor. So he hasn't, he's a Ford truck owner to begin gotcha. with. And he said something that made a ton of sense. He goes, well, because the batteries are low, low center of gravity, with nothing in the bed, he doesn't get that bounce around that you get in a pickup truck with no weight in the back. So I was like, oh, man, imagine what that is like driving a very stable, non-bouncy pickup truck with no payload. I was like, sounds like more like a car like. Sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> OK, I'm ahead. in. But it wasn't so, all rosy. Go ahead, Kyle. Tell him. <laughs> well, and what's really sad is that it sounds like Ford has done a good job at maintaining like driving dynamics and even making them better, it Does which if you think about an OEM, that's probably what they're going to be able to focus on more. Mm -hmm. His low lights were on the technology side, like which has been mad. a concern for me all the way through. And, and and primarily looking at not just charging station range type stuff, you know, this all particular the normal EV stuff, stuff that yeah. we're all we're all worried about. But he clearly stated that the interface and the operating system of the technology on the onboard technology was slow, confusing to work around. The user experience was not good. This is his quote. The result is that the software experience of the Lightning often feels trapped in the past with no clear path to the future because Ford's real software efforts lie elsewhere. Mm. The instrument cluster features the same cryptic icons, <laughs> fundamental menu layout Ford has used in its cars forever. That huge portrait instrument thing. Which looks system, awesome, by the way. That's the one that's actually got a jog, a jog dial mounted on the it screen. It looks so cool. So like cool. It's massive. It's huge and all that type of stuff. <laughs> it's woefully underutilized like that's some strong words boss and the menu layout can feel like a randomly generated maze with no destination gosh and then we both went yeah he talks <laughs> oh, about this no. one part he's like well in the beginning it gives you two options there's controls and then there's settings and then if you click on <laughs> controls there are also options in the controls tab that also say settings that seem like settings settings for the controls <laughs> that aren't the settings Right, so understood, but I mean, oh, there's a bright side to this, and it's that Ford is working with Google to develop an Android operating system that we would all expect moves a lot more uh, quickly. I mean, look, most and infotainment thank systems. goodness, yes, and thank goodness that Apple CarPlay and Android Auto exist, and Work. they do the the heavy lifting, yeah, um, of the but, infotainment, yeah. right? But not it's, like climate and settings. Yeah. I know, man, it's like so. Look, 
I think the takeaway from this is that you can use this knowledge and what you just heard to start to empathize and pre-empathize with what consumers may be experiencing, not only in the EV experience in the transition, learn a few more benefits that you can actually talk about, especially to truck buyers, if you can get one to sell yep. them, but also um, just kind of understand and get good at, you know, explaining how to make the best use of what there is that's there. I mean, we just yeah, thought this, it was- This uh, sounds like this sounds like a dialed-in delivery is necessary oh, to yes. make sure a customer feels confident utilizing oh, this system. Right, If you if you walk them through it, then they won't have to figure it out. It's figuring out exactly. the maze that's difficult. If you can like help them co coach them through the maze a little they bit, just need a guide. Paul. It, it they just need a guide. Just need a guide. Speaking of a guide, stop. Segway. There are a few things more entertaining than having the staff of Apple guide us through the latest Apple presentation. And according to Bloomberg, sources familiar with the matter. I love how they have their inside sources. It makes me so happy. Maybe one day right. we'll have world our own inside source at Apple. Um, Apple's <laughs> aiming to hold their next launch event on September 7th to unveil the iPhone 14 line. Um, so they're also going to unveil new Macs, high and low end iPads. I remember how all stuff used to be so secret and now it's just apparently all available before Apple Everybody actually says like, We know what's coming. As we well saw all as a new Apple Watch. Um, you know, they typically release the product about a week after it shows up on the preview and they have been telling Apple employees to gear up for some kind of launch on, uh, was it September, the week of September 16th. Uh, let's read some stats for you if you're an iPhone person, which I think probably the majority of the audience is, but I mean, yeah. we love our Android users too. We just, there's just never really any really great Android launches. Um, the most significant, <laughs> or it's too fragmented, right? Samsung has right, a launch right. and Way too much, yep. So the most significant iPhone 14 Pro changes will be to the camera system, which will appear slightly larger to consumers. I, it doesn't appear larger to pros, I guess. Um, the yeah, Pro models will more. gain a 48 megapixel wide angle camera. So a much more a higher resolution wide angle camera, which we love that wide angle here at Asodu. Get we low, do. we don't it. Get low, Get low back that turn thing up and go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another uh, 12 megapixel ultra wide. And Apple is also planning improvements to video recording and battery life. So, you know, your customers are going to be talking about this. The people in your stores are going to be talking about this. So, you know, paying attention to it. And, and seriously, y'all, when we say get an iPhone and start making content, like... This is another reason they're making more updates to your ability to create content for your business and the ecosystem demands it and people want it. So go find out how to do that without Soon, a doubt. Oh, there was something else in there about the iPhone. I was going to say, uh, do, 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 do. it's probably gone at the making it's content gone. thing. You just had, you had me at hello, Kyle with making more content. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh man. It's right on. The well, here, I'll tell you, I'll tell, tell you me this. what I was thinking. I literally just anyway. will launch this episode in just a minute, but I literally just got off a, an interview for auto collabs with a gentleman named Jeff Revilla. You can look him up. He runs marketing. R-E-V-I-L-L-A. You're going to want to listen to the episode, but literally this guy, it's unbelievable. This they guy. monetize their YouTube on content. A dealer monetizes their YouTube because they make and content. That's like, that's like the tip of the iceberg for all of the really cool stuff that they're doing in and amongst their community and driving traffic to themselves. So like when we say 
The reason why we look at an iPhone and its ability to create content is because these are the types of things that you can be doing for your dealership and dealership group that will literally change the game. Well, there you have it. That's only a Thursday. You got a lot of work to do. We got a lot of work to do. We got a lot of Philly to take over, right? We got to make sure things are right with the venue and the tech and all that. You have to make sure that your customers are right, your team is right. So go out there, get Thursday. We're still rounding out a good week here.